Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 12. Solving the Projection Problem Catherine, I would like to speak to you. Katie paused in mid-stride before proceeding to her car. Okay, go ahead. I need to speak to you without anyone else listening in, Miss Smith emphasized. Katie sighed. The first thing on the agenda is for you to learn how to speak with your mind privately. So the coward cannot listen in, and come up with whatever scheme he decides to throw at us. The explosion from Forrest was instantaneous. She winced as the cussing started at a high-frequency level, his vocabulary restricted to four-letter words. Obviously, his intellect is restricting his ability to think any larger words. She shook her head as the assault on her mind seemed to go on and on. She was fed up with the old man's obscene language. Reaching into her mind and focusing on Forrest, she blocked him from her mind. Instant quiet settled in her head. Much better, she thought, smiling at her new trick. Walking out to the parking lot, she slowed down to see the two pure hearts she was responsible for still fighting. It had been hours. Surely they had stopped some time and took a break. They were both so exhausted they could hardly move. As one would raise his paw and swipe, the other retaliated by raising their paw and swiping. Each movement extremely exaggerated in slow motion. It was comical to watch. She walked up to them and paused. I'm going home. Do you two want to come with me or stay here? She swiveled her head from one to the other. Neither one of them spoke to her as they stared at her dumbly. Okay, I'll see you two in the morning. She climbed into her pretty blue jeep and drove away not giving the other two another glance. Pulling into the plantation home, she saw a gray Mercedes parked outside. Wondering where her mom was, she pulled up and casually walked up the steps into the large entranceway. At some point in the past, the foyer obviously was incredibly grand. She peered at the tall ceilings and wondered, just how much money it was going to cost to get this old house back to its former glory. She wondered if the job was too large to handle. It may take everything they have and still be a wreck. Always having her knapsack with her, she casually threw it on the hardwood floor. May I help you? Katie turned to the sound of the voice. She recognized the man standing there instantly. He was the same man who had helped Candy get them all off from being arrested at the hunting lodge. She smiled. Hello. You are trespassing. 
tall man stood stiffly in the doorway. If you do not leave the premises, I will call the police. Katie thought that was funny, since the last time she saw him, he was trying to get her off on trespassing charges. I'm Katie, charmed, I'm sure. The man bowed stiffly. His voice dripped with sarcasm. Please leave. Katie folded her arms. I'm supposed to meet my mom here. The man stood watching her closely. I do not pick up after children. Katie frowned. What? You will pick up your whatever that large thing you just dropped on the floor and take it elsewhere. Excuse me? Do you not know the English language? The man said in the most snobbish voice Katie had ever heard. Must I use smaller words for you to understand? Katie's eyes widened. Listen here, pal. I've got four words for you. Get away from me. I am not your pal, nor will I ever choose to be, the man said stiffly, his voice dripping with sarcasm. Oh, Katie, there you are. Katie turned to see her mom walking into the foyer. Mom, who is this? Her mother laughed nervously. She faced the stiff man standing in the doorway. Don't mind her. She's usually well-behaved. I will have to disagree with you. Who are you? She raised her voice, her agitation reaching an all-new level. Katie, this is Reginald Cumberland. I told you about him, her mother said nervously. Katie narrowed her eyes at the stiff man. How are you connected to Candy? Reginald, she made sure when she said his name, it dripped with sarcasm. The tall man looked at her and blinked. She could tell he was thrown by her question. I'm not sure. I know what you mean. She folded her arms. I mean Candace Franklin. The Franklins were my former employer. I worked for them for over 18 years. We had a disagreement a couple of weeks ago. Both sides thought it best. I seek employment elsewhere. Hmm, Katie said softly. Did the disagreement have anything to do with teenagers being arrested for trespassing and you helping them get off? Katie! Her mom sounded shocked. What happened? Katie ignored her mom, keeping her gaze steady on the man. He didn't even blink. Actually, the disagreement was over me giving Miss Candace the security code in the first place so she could visit the hunting lodge as much as she liked. Katie heard her mother gasp as she made the connection. Why are you working here? Katie demanded. Mom said you're working dirt cheap, yet you drive a Mercedes. The tall man stared directly into her eyes. I'm here to make sure Miss Candace's inheritance is taken care of until it is returned to her. Again, Katie heard her mom gasp. She wasn't surprised. She suspected as much. So we're just interlopers until the true owner can come home? Is that it? The man nodded stiffly. Yes, that is exactly it. She looked at her mom 
who looked like she was going to chew him up and spit him out. Relax, Mom. He's doing the job for Candace, not for the money. He's probably the best thing that ever happened to us. I'm sure he'll make this old house a home. Exactly. Are you ready? Katie looked at Miss Smith across the table. Do you really think it's going to work? The old woman asked. Katie laughed. Sure, it worked for me, so it has to work for you, too. Jackson sat down, watching them closely. What are Katie shushed him, keeping her eyes on Miss Smith. Miss Smith seemed so formal. Can I call you by another name? My first name is Rachel. Katie smiled. Can I call you Rachel? The old woman nodded and patted her hand. Okay, I'm going to do it. Katie reached out with her mind. Hey, coward! Me and Rachel! Oh, excuse me. She nodded to the English teacher. Rachel and I were discussing you, and we have decided you murdered Elizabeth's one and only true love, the warrior Hawk. It took about ten seconds for the explosion from Forrest. Miss Smith and Katie winced as the old man repeatedly showed his lack of vocabulary skills. All right, he's really loud, I know. But find him in your mind. Katie instructed her teacher, use the privacy skills you just learned and select him. She watched as Rachel closed her eyes. Do you find him in your mind? Miss Smith nodded. I believe I do. Okay, now block him out. Just shut it down. Rachel opened her eyes, a surprised look on her face. I can't believe it. I did it. See, Katie smiled. I knew you could do it. That man has been in my mind for over 140 years. Now I never have to listen to him again. Katie laughed. No wonder you were so cranky. She leaned over the table. Do you know what the funny part is? He's screaming and hollering in his thoughts. No one out there can hear him. He's just cussing up a storm to no one. Actually, David can hear him. Katie blanched. No way. She knew how much the black family hated obscene language. I can just imagine David being forced to listen to that hateful old man. And that is just what he deserves. She couldn't help grinning. The old woman laughed and patted Katie's hand. I really like you, Katherine Johnson. I truly do. Well, that took a while, didn't it? I want to help, Katherine. I know I'm just an old woman, but I would like to contribute something. Katie shrugged. I'm only responsible for two pure hearts who were so busy fighting each other, it took them over 24 hours to get out of the parking lot. She studied her old English teacher. Actually, you may be able to help me. See that black guy over there standing next to Cluxy? Which one is Cluxy? Rachel asked, looking around the room. Okay, let's try this again. Look for the biggest black guy in the room. Yes, I do see him. He's very big, isn't he? His name is Zach, and he's a foreigner. 
I only understand about one out of every five words he says. I mean it. It's driving me crazy. I'm beginning to think I need sign language or something. Really? Rachel studied him intently. He's a nice-looking young man. What country is he from? Chicago, Illinois. Her English teacher turned around, studying her intently. Chicago, Illinois, is not a foreign country, Catherine. He speaks Yankee, Miss Smith, and as far as I'm concerned, that's foreign. Rachel laughed, looking back at the guys. The boy standing next to him is named Cluxy. Yes, that's Cluxy. What kind of name is Cluxy? Katie laughed. He was fighting with Zach so much. I didn't find out his real name for two whole days. I started calling him Cluxy, and the name sort of stuck. How on earth did you come up with the name Cluxy? He's a member of the Ku Klux Klan, so his name is Cluxy. Katie looked up in time to see Zach take a swing at Cluxy. A fight immediately broke out. She quickly looked up at the clock and groaned. A seeker across the room began whooping for joy. Running over, he started grabbing a dollar from everyone around the room. Dang it! I was so close this time! She good-naturedly pulled out a dollar and gave it to the seeker as he ran by her table. Three minutes! I almost won the bet by three lousy minutes! Am I seeing this right? Miss Smith looked down her nose in a classic English teacher pose. All of you are making bets on when those two fight? Don't worry, they won't get hurt. Both of them fight so badly they can't hurt themselves. They can't stop fighting each other long enough to learn how to fight from anyone else. Miss Smith pursed her lips together. I'll stop this nonsense. Katie watched her English teacher leave the table. Give them hell, Rachel! Grinning, Katie glanced over at Jackson, who was staring at her intently. What? Can you show me exactly what you taught Rachel Smith? Why? You can't hear Forrest. Jackson leaned close, a smile forming on his lips. No, but I do believe it's going to solve the projection problem we have with Lizzie. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. If you are enjoying this series and would like to help support it, I have created a pod fan and Patreon account where you can donate. The best thing you can do is tell your friends and family about this series and let them participate. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.